Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. It's 9.30 Saturday morning. Vince Accardi and I to have a look through the card, the entire card. This is your accompaniment to your final edition of Race Speed Profiles. So please open it up and uh, and let's go through it together. Vince, uh, you've upgraded a couple of races today, which is a good sign because we've got perfect conditions at Sandown. We certainly do have perfect condition. You want this to be like this every week. I'm pretty sure the hoses haven't been around either. Nah, we love that. And uh, just a quick look at that uh, that first page of your race speed profiles. You're expecting it to be Jamie Carday. <laughs> just profile superbly. Really, I mean that's a pretty high score. And you know, like she did pretty well last night. The Valley, didn't she, in some of those rides. Absolutely. Blake, and Blake Shin's right up there with our good friends Zara and Oliver. Yeah, quality jockeys. Let's start with the first race here, and uh, not not one of them, but uh, Matthew Cartwright's been riding this mare really well. Wahini Toa. It's a low to moderate confidence race. Basic BM seventy eight uh, standard, if you like benchmark seventy eight for the stayers. But it's so unusual, and Wahini Toa fought out this a uh, similar sort of race. Five weeks back, so Unusual's had time off. No surprise, given that was a brutal nature race, but uh, Wahini Toa has since had a run, and Australia Day won again. Seems pretty good odds on a, on a match-up perspective, Vince, because there wasn't much between them two starts back and here. Looking at the prices, uh, you got Wahini Toa mid-sevens, as much as $8, so unusual high th- uh, mid-threes. Yeah, it is a good price, isn't it, from that perspective? It's just all about what will the speed be, Ralphie, that's going to play the big role. If you can get the right run in transit, you don't get too far out of your ground, given where that rail is, it's going to be very important. But it just profiles really well in terms of where I feel it's going to map. It's going to map definitely inside that six lengths. This is Wahini Toa. Yep. And therefore, and mind you, so unusual is very similar in terms of the position in running. So they're going to get their chances and they just look the obvious scenarios. It just all gets back down to the riders. Yeah, you know, not going. I'm not saying they fall asleep, but not find themselves uh, not going at the right time. Race two on the program, really interesting race. Fourteen hundred meters, Group Two. Number of these are resuming. A number of these, we probably haven't got a proper ceiling on them. And starting with your most advantage in Pericles, uh, he hasn't seen a dry track yet. Race day. What I take out of that race, though, is that Mooney Valley in that vase was a good uh, good quality performance, and his two leading runs were on bottomless ground, yet the market wanted to smash it. That sort of told me that the stable had a good uh, opinion of it, yet Calico Jack, the second most advantage here, Vince, uh, he's race fit and just doing everything possible. For sure. And again, here we are, we're, we're, when we look at Pericles as a beginning scenario, who knows what this horse could potentially do on dry ground, right? Yep. Could just be a massive leaper or it could go the other way. The indicators are when I look at the wet track profiles, when they sort of can produce that sort of plus four to six, seven range, it's not sort of rubber stamping the horse as a phenomenal wet tracker. So I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to see more come out of this particular horse. And, and of course, the distance is going to play an important role with this particular horse. Gets a perfect run in terms of where it's going to position. It's a small field. 
it's not going to be fast run. It could could even be run very slow, Ralphie. And for that reason, it's hard not to have it there. And they, these sort of horses really suit Jamie as well. And then when we look at the six, which is the a key runner that you have to look at, I'm, you're spot on, Ralphie. I mean, this horse on fire, running superbly. The extra 100 metres, if it was a fast run race, I'd probably be a little bit worried, Ralphie, right? But yep. again, I'm not forecasting that. I'm not, I'm not seeing that there's going to be that pressure. And this runner will get its chance to get, you know, not too much energy exertion early. And if it's going to be good enough, here's its race to win again. It's definitely a race we're going to learn a lot out of these. Lightly, lightly raced and fresh, but if uh, if you're betting, please yourself in that aspect. Uh, the two-year-olds, we've, we've continuously said in Melbourne, we haven't seen a lot of quality so far, and here we go. We've got the New South Wales horse, a Colt and a WA Colt, and they're right on top of the markets and pretty confidently most advantaged by the look of what you're saying here, Vince. You, you've upgraded this compared to the Phillies in the next race. Well, he's hoping. Yeah. He's hoping that we're going to see these two horses really stamp themselves as serious racehorses, you know, for young two-year-olds, and are going to give us what I'm hoping for, well above benchmark performances. Brave Halo's been really dominant in, in Perth. They've got uh, they've got the Master Rolly on. Barber, well, j- just just give us a quick word about that win of Barber's last start, because while visually it looked impressive on the clock, the mid-race was just phenomenal. Oh, well, that was the big asset, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Going from minus 6.2 to plus 6.7, there's the explosion. When they can do that, particularly over 1,100 metres, not very easy, Ralphie, to be able to do that. And then then I even look at the last 200 metres. The horse actually picked up again after just softening it a little bit between the four and the two. So there's no way we're anywhere near seeing what this horse can produce and the 1.7 below benchmark profile that it has at the moment from my perspective i've got a rock solid zero you know benchmark to plus one range right now all right so it looks like we're brushing the fillies there's just nothing on the clock that says to you that it's a betting race low confidence ralphie they're two lengths below benchmark or worse there's a there's a whole cluster of horses in fact with the exception of one horse they're all between minus two and 5.4. And I'm being very generous because there's only a couple of horses in the minus two range. So this is definitely a watch and see. Uh, race five in the program, uh, program here, it's for the three-year-old fillies. A number of these resuming uh, and also a bit of a theme. A number of these ha- haven't seen a lot of dry ground. But OJ has had one start on a dry track. It was sensational at Caulfield. It's $21, Vince. And uh, I was interested to see what, what you'd uh, come up with. And there you've got it, a most advantage. Well, how can you not, right? How can you not have it right up there as a serious chance here? You know, are we missing something? Well, the market's just brushed it because of its wet tracks failures, basically. Right. Well, that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very keen to see what actually happens. But this is a horse that trialled very well at Warwick Farm over the 8.24. I thought it was absolutely on point for this. And I have a, I have an expectation that this horse, oh, look, can it run 1.9 first up? Well, there's nothing to say that it can't. It's yep. just all about how this horse is going to handle Sandown. So Street Dance is his favourite, mid four odds. It's just airborne. It's going to run well. Uh, but I suppose it's just a case of do you want to take that that, that price? Well, it's a, it's a fair price, Ralphie. Yeah. It's not like it's a bad price. I mean, the way I'm looking at it is Moody's got this horse on fire. Yep. Last three starts have all been solid victories. 
I'm looking for, is there anything, any little indicator to suggest that maybe the horse is tapering in the wrong direction? I'm looking at the, the way this horse is closing out. Two starts back at Flemington was super strong last 200 metres, you know, 3.3 above, actually increased the by length from the four to the two. And then last start, again, Ralphie, when you get a horse that pretty much after going a few hundred metres, has got to do all its racing above benchmark and still have a solid last 200 metres of plus 1.5. There's there's nothing to indicate this horse is tapering. Okay, so what we're doing now is we're coming back 100 metres, but we're going up a hill. This horse can handle sand down. It's got to be a positive. Got absolutely the right rider on it too for this horse. Yep. All right, uh, and a couple others at odds that you've got in, uh, in most of Edge Queen of the Bulls. She's lickety split both at ten dollar range. We've covered the, la- the last four races, particularly the uh, races six, seven, and eight. But just uh, further thoughts and uh, Saturday morning clarity, if you like, moderate to high confidence. Their generation, Chain of Lightning, Marine One, Uncommon James. Any further thoughts to what we said yesterday? Well, that's where the race is, isn't it, Ralphie? I'll be surprised if anything else wins. And when I say surprised, there are a couple of horses outside of that bracket that on their day, if one of those or two of those four don't turn up, could surprise and be hard in the finish. But it's unlikely. So my view is it's just all going to get back down to positioning running. And this is this is going to be the importance of Sandown today. Particularly over 1,100 metres, Ralph, you, you touched on it yesterday about the fact that you got that <laughs> They changed the, the finishing position. You know, here I am, I'm always saying to, to myself, well, the good thing is about when you're timing horses, they don't change the, the winning post. <laughs> <laughs> They've changed it. <laughs> uh, so I'm learning as well yeah. that, okay, we have to deal with it. So it, it's critical. How do you handle yourself to make sure you, your horse is not going to be out of steam 100 before the finish line? So from an odds perspective, just to uh, add them up while, while people are looking at the race speed profiles, Generation's about $8, and Marine One's about $9. So particularly from this stable, Vince, if there's market support that says they're coming to play and the good, good parade, uh, the, you're saying that there's every chance they can take it right up to the two favourites. I really do feel that. And the reality is, it's like, I mean, Damien Lane with Uncommon James probably gets to sit on all of them. Yep. And he's probably got the golden architecture in terms of, stalking, making sure that times are run to perfection. Then I'll look at Jamie Carr on Chain of Lightning. If he can get the sit and not have to overextend and it can, and she can just be patient for an extra 100 metres, then it, there's every chance that Ben Mallum's going to probably have the toughest of all of them is to you know, hold everybody out. Mark Zara, a little bit like uh, Damien Lane, gets the golden opportunity to be able to watch what everybody else is doing and not miss time to run. The two we mentioned yesterday is possibilities for Maltese, Oxley Road and Argentia. The, yes. the main race here, Vince, heard, uh, heard uh, young uh, – oh, he's young. I'm, I'm getting old if I'm saying young, I suppose. But uh, Mick Kent Jr. saying, uh, I'm thunderstruck, pretty much backed up what you said. He said uh, on RSN this morning, there's an argument this horse has never trialed better. So they've got the two favourites in the race, Jack and Owen, I'm Thunderstruck, uh, Tuvalu, uh, first up, Lindsay Smith. We'll be in front of him in the run. We know that with the blinkers on. Well, I'm Thunderstruck, you know, just a sensational price. What is it right now? Have you got the latest price, Rafi? Yeah, so it's about mid fours, mid to high fours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, gold. It's a, it's a $2 chance for sure, Ralphie. I mean... The way I look at it and the way I like to play the game, oh, yeah, I'm going to be extremely disappointed if it doesn't run first three. It'll just be all about Jamie falling asleep for that to happen or, you know, very bad luck. Ultimately, this horse 
let's see. Let's see if this becomes the rock star of the, the campaign. I'm, I'm looking to see is there going to be any horse that's going to challenge Animo this campaign. And right now, the only horse I can think of is I'm Thunderstruck and the Barrier Trials exactly back up all my thoughts as well. And I have a high expectation. And just for those first-time customers, you're, when you say about the, the, the way you're the racing and the wagering appeals to you, you keep the place on side. I wouldn't play otherwise, Ralphie. I'm not good enough. <laughs> Just for that information. All right, let's get to the Carline Cup again. We covered this extensively yesterday, but uh, as far as Saturday morning thoughts, you're saying high confidence, pounding corner pocket, cross havens, uh, you're uh, likely to get the golden run, and sh- sun, sunshine rising. Uh, the, really, the reality is there's been a big swing because of the weights, uh, yesterday, pounding, I think it had as much as $7. Well, the market's uh, made, <laughs> said, no, no, let's look at the clock again because it's in the net now 5.50, corner pocket, mid threes, and sunshine rising about $5. Eventually, everybody catches on, Ralphie, sooner or later. <laughs> sometimes it takes a decade. Sometimes it takes you know, maybe just a few years. At the moment, it's been at least a decade. <clears throat> no, I- I'm with you. This is This is a great race. Yes. It really is. I love this race. And the more I look at it, the more I really like it. The beauty is corner pocket, if it can, you know, with Damien on board, if he can just, you know, find himself at those first three or 400 metres, not having to overextend, which you know, he's just that sort of rider, Ralphie. I mean, you have a look at him in that staying race at Mooney Valley last night. No speed. He was like in the middle and he just said, okay, well, now I'll take over. Yep. So he, he understands race shape and pace. So if he, if he gets that right, he's going to be a very hard horse to run down. And, and pounding and crosshaven just look the obvious too. With Sunshine Rising, you covered that yesterday. He's going yep. well. The, his best of Hong Kong is behind him. <laughs> well, this is the thing, Ralph. You, I, I, and it's, I'm just going on my knowledge of when I do my own form work, when horses have challenges, they, you know, other than better loosen up, it's the only horse I've ever seen, Ralphie, that that comes from, you know, injuries and can actually outstrip what they were doing. So I haven't seen another one since. So I'm hoping, I mean, I, don't, I you know, I want this horse to be, you know, a superstar if it could be, but I just don't think it's going to happen. All right, and the uh, last race here, Sparkle, you mentioned yesterday a Japanese best is definitely good enough to win this. You've got a couple of rock-hard fit types in East India Man and William Thomas. One will be up front, the other one will be doing what he normally does, is running home. And here to shock, what's outside of the data, but just so I can mention it for those who watched the replay there, he, and I heard, uh, um, I think it was uh, it was one of the Hayes team this morning on RSN say that uh, he melted was the words he uses at Fleming. He was very visible on the uh, on the replay, you can, on the, oh, sorry, watching the the vision that he, he was just covered in a muck leather on his chest. So uh, there's every chance he can rebound as well. He melted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Well, let's see if he does. They're going to want that to happen, aren't they, Ralphie? Well, in other words, his first up run was good and uh, on a really hot day at Flemington. Uh, <laughs> there was there was excuses to the animal. And, and what you're saying on the data was he badly over-raced because of it. Yeah, he did. And and the, the, the key from my perspective is this. If we look at the trend line of the horse, he's just trending to his profile of 0.3 above. Yep. So that's that's good enough to be super competitive here. If he gets the right luck, and like you just said, that this is why the horse failed last start, who knows? Let's see. But I'm very keen to see how well this Japanese horse parades, Ralphie. <laughs> Absolutely. It, uh, it's a fair indication with Blake Jin booked. All right. Thanks so much again for being a customer. Win, lose, or draw, we'll break it all down on Monday on the Year Round Carnival podcast. 
good morning. Hustlers, that's if you're still living, get on down. Every time that we hit them, good morning. Hustlers, that's if you're still living, get on down. Every time that we hit them, good morning. Hustlers, that's if you're still living, get on down. Get on down. Get, get on down.